Hey there, everybody. It's Tina Conrad, aka DJ Breast Cancer, and I am here with a very special guest today. She is such an advocate for women. Her name is Tracy Milgram Posner, and she is the founder of BRCA Strong. So we're going to talk about that organization and all the amazing resources it has. And she's such a women uh, advocate of women's health. So welcome, Tracy. Welcome to DJ Breast Cancer. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me on today. I am so excited. So maybe we could dig in a little bit with um, your story and how you kind of find yourself in this situation today. Perfect. Well, my story started when I was 18 years old and I had my first lumpectomy after finding a mass in the shower, just doing a self breast exam. And I was aware at the age of 18 after my grandmother had been diagnosed with breast cancer when I was younger. So I always wanted to be familiar with my body. Um, after finding the mass, I was sent for a mammogram, and from there I was sent to have a lumpectomy, which did come back benign. Um, one year later, I found another mass and had another lumpectomy, which was benign. And from there, you know, I had screenings every year. It wasn't put off um, due to the kind of breast that I had. So at the age of 21, I was going for my annuals, and in the ultrasound, they found a mass. And when I went back to my breast surgeon at the time, I said, you know, what do I do? Where do I go? And he's like, well, I kind of want to do another lumpectomy. And I looked at him and I said, what are my options? Where do we go from here? You know, I'm 21 years old. I don't have kids. I already have two scars on my breast. Like what's the next step? And he said, genetic testing. And, you know, sure enough, I said, sure, I'm a candidate. I'll be more than happy to undergo, you know, the genetic testing and see what my results are and where I can go from here. Needless to say, I had no idea really what genetic testing really meant. I went in a room, I watched a video. It basically said, you know, if you carry, if you're Ashkenazi Jewish descent, yes, I am. If you have a family history of breast cancer, ovarian cancer, lung cancer, pancreatic cancer, colon cancer, you know, you qualify. So here I am watching this video. I walk out of the room. Six weeks later, I get a call. I'm BRCA2 positive. Um, this is back in 2004, you know, pre Christina Applegate, Angelina Jolie, there really wasn't resources out there as the BRCA gene was discovered in 1994. So 10 years later, there wasn't research. It wasn't nearly what it is today or how far we've come on treatments and medications and technology. So I decided, you know, I'm BRCA2 positive. I have no kids. I'm was in a relationship, I wanted to fast forward and take that result and take preventative action. And at that time I said to the man I was dating, you know, this is serious. I need to move forward as quickly as I can. And a couple years later, we got married, we had kids. Um, life went rather quickly. You know, I didn't want to wait as my youngest aunt died in her young forties of breast cancer. Wow. You know, with having my mom's mom's sisters, all three of them, my mom's mom and her sisters all had breast cancer. You know, for me, I wanted children. I wanted to see them watch me grow and father and be there for them. So I wanted to just get on it. Um, my son was now three years old. I had nursed both of my children and I looked who's now my ex-husband and said, it's time to move forward and take preventative action and have surgery. And he said, okay. And Sure enough, I went in at the age of 32 years old for a prophylactic hysterectomy full, took my ovaries, my tubes, and my 
um, my fallopian tubes, my ovaries, and my uterus, and went into surgical menopause at the age of 32. And six months later, I underwent a prophylactic bilateral mastectomy. And right before my journey began, I started a group called Bracket Strong on Facebook, you know, just to have a safe zone to go and talk besides talking to my family members. There had to be other women out there that were going through what I was going through and meeting, you know, survivors who don't carry the BRCA gene and women like myself who are survivors. You know, we had a predisposition to breast cancer who took preventative action in ovarian cancer. So here I am um, almost six years later now and BRCA Strong has become a nonprofit and my passion has found my my journey has found my passion you know every day i wake up and i live it and i help other women who are going through similar situations to what i did and know that going through this journey you're not alone and felt that women really need to still feel whole again you know i was not able to keep my nipples and felt that in the beginning of my journey that was the hardest thing for me so I wanted to make sure that I still felt whole again and went through a very hard time and didn't find post mastectomy bras, didn't find, you know, things that made me feel whole again. And I want to make sure that I give back that to the community. Oh, I love that. And I can relate to that on so many levels. I, I feel like my podcast has, you know, given me a purpose and, you know, I still have, you know, a regular full-time job, but this is just something that I'm so passionate about. And and my mission is hope, you know, help one person every day. And with a podcast, you can, you know, you can easily do that because someone can download you, you know, from anywhere, anytime. Um, you really had to make some tough decisions at a really young age. You know, I, I assumed, you know, like reading your bio, you know, the 32 years old, which is very young, but actually you were making decisions, you know, even when you were 18 to 21 and beyond, like, that's some really tough stuff, you know, when, when you think about it and you probably had to mature quite fast. And, and like you said, start your family, you know, quite early too, just to make sure. But that's, that's a lot. Like, do you remember kind of unpacking that or when you could maybe take a deep breath from all of that? You know, I think when I found out, when I think back about it now, and I remember like when I was diagnosed, it put a huge strain on me. Like it changed me. It, changed me for the better and for the worst because there was so much pressure right you you want to catch it you if you know that you're at an 87 percent risk for breast cancer like what can you do to avoid it and you know going through the scans i mean from the age 21 until 32 i had scans every six months i was either having an mri or ultrasound and a mammogram which was such stress on my body you know what was going to happen Am I clear? Am I going to be able to move forward? When is it time? You know, the constant worry was always there. There was no, there was no guidance really, you know, because again, when I was diagnosed, I didn't get to see a genetic counselor. I didn't have somebody walk me through each step of what was really truly going to happen. And, you know, over the years, genetic counselors and geneticists have come out so much that I feel these women have so many more resources. There's so many more places to go, you know, like there was no Facebook groups where I could go on and say, Oh my God, I'm going for a scan every month. It's just changed that much that I feel we're in a better generation with more resources where if I had them at the time, maybe it wouldn't have been so overwhelming. Yeah. 
Well, and speaking of resources, your, you know, your organization, BRCA Strong, I, I was looking on your website. It's really such a great compilation of information. So it's, you know, some parts inspiration, but so many parts just like practical information. You had, you know, mastectomy packing guide on there. You have a blog with, you know, all different kind of survivors, previvors, thrivers talking, but really what kind of, you know, inspired you to, to take it a step further, to take it from a Facebook group and make it into a bigger sort of organization? You know, as you said, the first thing was a, a mastectomy packing guide, right? When we think about we're going into the hospital, we need stuff, we get overwhelmed. Like, what do we need? Where do we go? And I feel like that's such a great tool to just give women from an oncologist office. Our goal is to be in oncologist office and centers and be everywhere that when you know you're going to go in for a mastectomy, you have these resources at your fingertips. I felt I had to search for everything. Mm -hmm. There was nothing available, you know. What kind of breast reconstruction we talk about is on the website. You know, who knew tram flap, D flap, implants, you know, flat closures. Nobody ever gave me that information. I was given here, you can have expanders or you can go direct to implant and you might not even be a candidate for direct to implant. So yeah, I'm going in with the unknown. And when I started my journey, there was no flaps available. Now flaps are the best thing for women. It's your natural tissue. Yes, it's a longer surgery and a longer recovery, but I can personally relate to having implants. Right now, my body's rejecting my implants. I'm going to be on my fourth set. Wow. And we were obviously, you know, kind of having a conversation before we started recording and, and this is like front and center in your life right now, you know, and, and I know you know, just a battle too with the insurance. So do you mind, you know, going into that a little bit? I, I know, I know you even have resources for like how to fight, you know, you know, financial resources and how to do all that. So like, even you who like is, is so well informed, you still have to fight so many things, you know, nowadays, which it's just unbelievable to think of. You know, I have Blue Cross Blue Shield of Florida. I have a private plan. I pay a lot of money. I am in the process of fighting a very big battle. I live in the state of Florida and am not comfortable with any physician that has a reputation of doing the D-flap procedure. I am having exclusion on my breast, which is thinning of the breast tissue itself. My implant is sitting two millimeters behind my skin, which is ready to rupture. Um, I'm fighting to go to New Orleans to have this procedure done where I know I can have it done in one days and feel whole again. And the Women's Care Act, which was passed by Debbie Wasserman Schultz, Congresswoman, um, every woman deserves to have a mastectomy and feel whole again. And since July of this year, I have lived in excruciating pain many days, has taken the nice fun mommy away because I'm uncomfortable. I'm living in a compression garment. There's days that I can't drive. Um, I have a huge network of physicians and all of my physicians educate and educating on these options and knowing where to go and the route to take and making sure you're making the right choice. And here at Bracket Strong, that's what we want to help you do. And I know through this battle of me fighting my insurance company, I will get answers. I will not give up. Um, I know that 
it's easier said than done. And it has taken an emotional toll on me personally, on my family, uh, stress just in life. You know, I have an amazing supporter, better half who has stood by my side. Without him, I'd probably be lost. Um, I wake up every day with the inspiration of all the women on our blog, on our stories, women like yourself that I get to connect with, which gives me my oof to get going every day. Because without that, you know, again, in this journey, I'm not sure where I'd be. Yeah. And, and I know we were talking even earlier too, but you really have to have this persistence when it comes to the insurance and, and you're so worn down, you know, and, and it just really, really wears on you. So all my thoughts and prayers as you, you know, pick this battle, you know, which, you know, is just on top of, you know, the many battles that you have just, you know, in everyday life and, and obviously, you know, with your implants too. So my heart truly goes out to you because that's just, you know, that's so much to, to take on and we're in COVID, you know, which is, which is crazy too. Which is a whole nother subject, right? For all of us <laughs> who have nonprofits and get together with women. And, you know, that's one thing that I could say is really kind of hit um, Braca Strong, because, you know, we come together as women, we do get-togethers, we do transformational photo shoots, medical panels, fashion shows, yoga events. Um, you know, how do we, we continue to help women through the rough times of COVID-19 by sending them packages. These packages have um, affirmation cards, information on Braca Strong, post-mastectomy information, um, the mastectomy packing list along with just some other products that we've been given and donated to help women through their journeys to eliminate the feeling of isolation. Because I know during this time, some women are going in for treatments by themselves, going to the hospital by themselves. And we really want them to remember that they're not alone and we're here for them. Yeah, I love that. And I, I, that's so important too. Like, I also feel like with a podcast, you know, there's so many women that aren't able to take another person into the, you know, chemo, into treatment, into whatever kind of surgery, you know, they're, they're having to do it alone. And so I do feel like, you know, having a podcast and listening to a voice of someone, you know, is, is very calming and very reassuring. So we've all kind of had to pivot in these COVID times. And I, I do know, you know, personally too, that nonprofits just, you know, really have taken a toll, you know, in this COVID times. And also I just saw an article um, yesterday from Dr. Toplinski. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her out of New York, but she was saying, um, I think it's screenings for, you know, um, any kind of like breast things are down over 50% from the year prior. And yet we know like breast cancer is not you know, gone down because of COVID. So it's really kind of frightening how many of these screenings and things that are really needed, people are kind of just, you know, deferring and, and it does make me, you know, pause and really have some concern for that. You know, it's one thing that I've started saying is breast cancer doesn't quarantine, you know, it doesn't quarantine. <laughs> That's an amazing quote. I'm writing you know, that one down. <laughs> you know, if you think about it, it's, it's crazy. Yes, we're scared to go to these facilities, but at this time, like for our physicians that come on and share, you know, and speak at our calls, right now, you're at the safest time to go to a facility to get a mammogram. And again, breast cancer doesn't quarantine. And instead of people going to get screenings, you know what's happening? We're getting caught in later stages and there's less treatment. There's not that much available, or there's so much available out there and they don't qualify for clinical trials or 
there's not funding right now for mammograms for women who don't think there's not funding out there. There is funding out there. There's mm -hmm. $99 specials. If you can't afford a $99 special, there's facilities out there that are offering free mammograms. Take advantage. Breast cancer does not quarantine. We need to make sure that women are getting their screening. If you are a family member, know somebody who needs a mammogram, know somebody who needs genetic testing, reach out to myself, Tracy, at Breakfast Strong. I'll be more than happy to connect you. If there is a will, there's a way to get these screenings. These numbers have increased in cases mm -hmm. where we were on a decline and now have an incline. You know, I was on a call with um, several physicians and one of our physicians stated in Florida alone, 30% of women don't get mammograms. Wow. And we have acts that are approved for screenings to make sure that every woman, woman has a mammogram. And I'm sure you can probably relate to that story a little better than I can, you know, yeah. but. Yeah. And I'm to a point now, actually, I don't get mammograms because I have no breast tissue left, but you know, it, I did start getting them at 30, 33. Um, and then ultimately at 37 when it, you know, I was diagnosed. Um, but I was stage three a, which is, you know, much further along than, you know, I, I thought I was, and, you know, than my mom ever was. Um, and, and she's a survivor, two times survivor of breast cancer as well. But, you know, it's, it, I really take screenings, um, you know, very seriously. Um, I really like you am such an advocate of, you know, women's health, my own health. Um, I really encourage everyone obviously to know their body, you know, your body best you know, any changes that happen. And, you know, I, I really think, you know, if you find something that is different, you know, after, you know, 30 days, then you really have to have a conversation with the doctor. And if you feel like you're not being taken seriously, then you need to, you know, listen to that gut instinct and go talk to someone that does take you seriously. I'm not saying every change is breast cancer, but it is a reason to have a conversation and to follow things through and to, you know, know your risk factors um, and, and, and all of the above, you know, so there's just so much, you know, obviously we're in the month of October when we're recording this, but, you know, I really want to change the narrative from awareness to action. And, and that comes from every kind of level. Like what are we doing with organizations, you know, like yours that are helping people, but down to the individual level too of like, okay, so I did this and, and what do I do with this now? You know, so there's just so many resources that we can share with people to help, you know, take it one step further. And breast cancer is 365 days a year. Yes, it's October and it's pink, but you know, I did a program this year that was called breast cancer 365 which will be our yearly program and i have to say that we need to focus on that there's 365 days in a year yes we're advocates of pink yes we're october let's do it 365 days a year yes yes i love that and when this comes out it'll be likely november which you know <laughs> crazy world we're living in with these COVID times all the months just seem to kind of you know fade into another one but um I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still to your point it's still happening and it still needs to be you know part of people's conversations and you know if if someone out there is listening and they know themselves or someone who's kind of deferred some of their screenings 
Um, you know, I too have been into my doctor's appointment. I think you've been into doctor's appointments in these COVID times. And obviously you have to understand, you know, where you're at risk factors, but I felt completely comfortable, you know, with going to the doctor and with the new procedures that they have in place. Um, I mean, I know my mother-in-law's gotten a mammogram in this time frame, and she felt completely comfortable too. So it's just really important to at least, you know, talk to your doctors and, and have some conversations about what that looks like, what your risk factors are, and, and what that means for you. Definitely. So I'd love to ask, I ask every single guest a Tina tip, and I know you're full of thousands and I know your your website's probably full of you know even more but would love to know um, just some advice and it can be advice to anyone it could be someone finding out that they you know carry the gene it could be someone who's in the midst of a mastectomy or it could just be kind of some more um, you know girlfriend kind of conversational advice so would love to know a Tina tip from you the tip that I would like to give you is knowledge is power and sharing your story and sharing with the community, whether it's genetic testing or breast cancer screenings, is something that we should do. It doesn't have to be an everyday conversation, but just make sure that you're talking about women's health in general. You know, we all talk about breast cancer, but what about ovarian cancer? Let's talk a little bit about ovarian cancer. See your family genes, you know, just make conversation of women's health. Because look at ovarian cancer, it's always caught in our later phases. There's no detection. So remember that there is detection in early, you know, earlier ways to detect breast cancer. Stay aware, be aware of your options, and just take into consideration knowledge is power no matter what way your life goes. I love that. And, and that's a really good point. I'll have to post, you know, some of the you know, signs and things um, regarding ovarian cancer, because it is, you know, it's, it's so silent, but, you know, often so much more, you know, you know, damaging too. So it's, and it's all, you know, women's health, as you mentioned. So I love that. And I love knowledge is power. I do agree, whether it comes from genetic testing to, you know, what are you going to do after surgery? There is a power and a sense of control when you do have some information, you know, to, to go with. All right, so in closing, we'd love to know like where can people find you? Where are you most active on social media? Uh, where can people find BRCA Strong? Um, we'd love to know, you know, like where people can, can get in touch with you. Perfect, so you guys can either find us on www.brcastrong.org and you can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram at BRCA Strong, B-R-C-A Strong. And just on a closing note, you know, thank you so much, Tina, for having me come on. I know you have a fabulous community and educate. And just want to let you guys know that Bracket Strong is here to fund women post-mastectomy garments. So if you're going through a mastectomy or a lumpectomy and there's anything that we can help you with, we have compression garments, we have bras, we have robes, we have lymphedema sleeves and post-mastectomy pillows. So if you or your friend need support, you can feel free to us as feel free to reach out to us because that is what we do. We fund these women garments to help them feel whole again through their process of going through a mastectomy. We want you to know that there's that piece that is missing and we want to help you feel whole with I love that. And I love how you are helping people with very practical, but yet also to, you know, inspirational information too. 
So thank you, Tracy. It was so awesome to get to know you. I will be sure to link, you know, to, to your uh, website as well. So people can, you know, easily click and find you. Um, but it's just really been a ple pleasure to get to know you, um, you know, on a, on a different level, just outside of social media. So I really appreciate your time. And, you know, I, I wish you luck in your insurance battle as well. I'll be, I'll be fighting alongside there with you too. Thank you so much, Tina. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Have a great day. Okay. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye.